Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Someone had to die. Something had to be taken from me. Something tragic had to happen for this person to wake up. Coach Payne is a motivational and fitness speaker with over 30 years of experience in the fitness and speaking industry. Life is not a game. Life is living. There's the good and there's the bad and there's definitely the right now. He's one of our top university speakers with over 50 million views across all of our YouTube channels. I didn't think my life was worth anything. I didn't think I cared enough about myself to be in the position that I was in. Why me? Why not me? Why shouldn't I go through this? What are you doing to better yourself? Take the necessary steps each and every day of your life and just be a better human being. Do you have any regrets? Sometimes you don't want to relive it, but when you think back to where you were and where you are now, you're almost kind of grateful that those things did happen. People are not afraid of me, they're afraid of themselves. See, that's the thing about my name, the, the, the Coach Pain Theory. I call it the Coach Pain Theory. Pain is my passion. I say that often. I did not know who I was until I lost my mother. This motivational guy that you see before you, this guy that has such a range within himself and how he projects, someone had to die. Something had to be taken from me. Something tragic had to happen for this person to wake up, to be born, to step out, to be powerful. That's what he was. That's who he is. I'm not faking this. This is not something that's just, oh, who he is. He's two different people. No, I am who I am, and that's all that I am. And I'm not Popeye the Sailor Man either. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't heard you say that before. Okay. And, and you've mentioned before, you know, your mother was your, your personal cheerleader. It sounded like she was your like a motivator for you. Can you tell us more about your relationship with her and how it's, you know, it's changed your life? You know, my relationship with my mother, man, I look, I love my mother. You could call me a mother's boy or whatever, but my mother was everything to me. You know, she was my teacher. She was my comforter. She was my disciplinarian. She did everything she needed to do. She was my tutor. She was mom. Cook, clean, whatever. She was mom. She was amazing. Man, I miss that woman. But I love the fact that I had the time that I had with her in this world at the time that it was given. 
and she's gone now, you know? But the time that I was with her, she would always give me this advice. But it was not just with me, it was with my siblings too. But the crazy part is whatever she instilled in me, it wasn't necessarily for my siblings. We all had some kind of a path that we walked and, and, and did what we did. But there are some things she said to me that, that always would stay with me. She would always say, son, you're going to be something. Something is special about you. But whatever you do in life, and I've said this numerous of times, make a difference. Don't focus on changing people. Make a difference. Hmm. I feel I'm doing that. <laughs> and when she passed, the day my mother left this world, honestly, tear was rolling down her face on her deathbed. When the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. I go back to that. Hmm. A few days later, they took off the life support. Doctor comes into that little quiet room and says, she's clinically brain dead. We're sorry. Wasn't as emotional, but man, I was hurting so bad. And I went in that room with the rest of my family members and I put my arms around my mom and I screamed so loud, so loud. And I looked at her and I said, mom, I'm gonna make you proud. Hmm. I did that. And during that time, I saw a tear. And I'll never forget this. A tear came down her cheek and literally rolled down her right eye. I never forget it. And all I remember someone saying to me, she heard everything you said. Mm. And they say that when a person passes, the last thing that goes is their hearing. And I believe that. So mm. when she departed, a piece of me left with her, but everything now is with me. That strength that she had, that passion she had, that drive she had, that's my mother. I am my mother's son, and I'm grateful for the time that I had with her. Hmm. So, yeah, that pain truthfully became my passion. Coach, you've had a life of highs and lows. Tell us about your hardest moment growing up. Yeah, I mean, the hardest times of growing up, man, I mean, look, there were times we didn't have food in the refrigerator. We, I come from Chicago, I'm from Chicago, right? <laughs> Imagine what the cold is like <laughs> when you don't have any heat, right? It was tough, you know? Dad was off work, or he, he got laid off his job, they were on strike. He was the provider at that time. Things were different back in those days. Uh, but we got through, you know? I grew up eating, you know, like syrup and bread sandwiches and mayonnaise sandwiches and crazy stuff. You know, we did what we had to do to survive. You know, we had some tough times, you know, but we got through it, you know? Christmas would come, then always have a Christmas present. But we had love, we had family, we had understanding. You know, those things had to happen. These tough times had to happen. Maybe that's what happened down the road for me when things got better, and then I went through that kind of hell. And then I say, you know, I've been in this situation when I was younger. Now I'm becoming a much mature young man. Let me see how I can endure it on my own time. Would my parents want us to be in that situation at that time? Absolutely not. But it happened. We went through it together. 
Yeah, we had times where we could we were able to have heat and and you know and the water was off and all we had and it was hell, man. Hmm. It was tough. It was. Yeah. Nobody has an easy life. And if you do, you know, great. Good luck. Mm-hmm. What you going to do when bad times come for you, though? Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all deserve a, a swift kick, you know, and a, and, 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 and a tush. We all deserve that because it teaches you something. You can't go through life without some kind of a struggle. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was meant to be that way. And if it was, it wasn't like, you know, we gave up. We got through it. You know, it was tough at times, but it wasn't like that every day. Don't ever be ashamed of uh, looking at things when, when they were tough. It's about how you persevered through it. Hmm. You know, when people say that, that it's, when I hear the word, oh, this is easy. No, you don't want it to be easy. Hmm. If it's easy, you ain't working. If it's easy, you're not learning. If it's easy, you're not growing. So through those tough times, it got me to where I am today, and I'm grateful for it. I want to hear more about the hardest times of your life, Coach. So you've told me before that you were actually homeless once. I don't think the audience has ever heard that before uh, from you. So, so tell me about that time when you were homeless, and, and how, did you get, how did you get out of that situation? Being homeless is nothing to play with. There are a lot of homeless people in the world today, and you'd be amazed at how much endurance that these people have. But I always come back to the conclusion and saying to myself, they wasn't always like that. You see, I wasn't always homeless. But when I became homeless, it hurt really bad. It sucked so bad. I had unique challenges happening in my life. I was even at a point that it drove me to a point to where I wanted to take my own life. I was really in a dark place. It really put me down. Sometimes you just have to have the ability to save yourself. I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't, but I had to learn it. And believe me, I did. What did a day look like for you homeless? A day and how it looked for me, I would honestly tell you it was just making it happen the best way I could. I mean, every day was different, I guess. It wasn't, every day it wasn't, hard and every day wasn't easy but i would have to say most days were hard but each day i got by i was able to get through it and it and it helped me to be a better man as i was going through these these certain circumstances in my life and it it really was tough it was no joke i mean it's sometimes you don't want to relive it but when you think back to where you were and where you are now you're almost kind of grateful that those things did happen so I would say that, that those days that I had, they were, they were challenging, they were good, and they were definitely not so good. But I made it. I got up, I laced up my boots, and I went to work. And I got the job done one way or the other. Yeah, I lived out of my car. I still had to clean myself up. I still had a little job to go to, but I made it work. And when I had a little extra cash, I stayed at a hotel. Maybe I could have stayed at a relative's house. And every once in a while, I did go home, but I couldn't stay there because I felt like once I was out of my parents' house, it was time to grow up and be a man. And then how did you get out of that situation? I worked. I got busy. 
I worked whatever job I could. And sometimes the jobs you pick may not be the best jobs for you. I've did everything from sweeping floors to washing dishes. I've done everything from working on a railroad, you name it. Got into sales, then eventually fitness. And fitness has by far been my most amazing journey for me because I love fitness so much. And it has been an ongoing career for me. But throughout the time that I was earning money and doing what I could, saving my money, I was able to get out of that hole. I worked it out, got a studio apartment, took it to the next level and then the next level. And here we are today, just moving forward. But it wasn't easy. It was not easy. There was some cold nights. There were some hot, warm days. But I got through it. And I refused to give up. And I kept fighting. And I kept pushing. Yes, I said before, I didn't think my life was worth anything. I didn't think I cared enough about myself to be in the position that I was in. And I can honestly say, maybe I put myself there. Maybe it was a reason for me to be there. Maybe it made me a better person. And I believe in my heart, that's what it did. It did something to me. It resonated within me. And I'm a grown man today. But through all of that pain, through all of that despair, I became the human being that I am today. You know, it sounds like you were stubborn, but you were, you were looking for direction. And, and most importantly, you refused to quit. What keeps you going when things get hard? What keeps me going when things get hard? I always think about other people that's going through a tougher life than I am. What if I had to change places? Would I trade places? You know, that's something I would always say to people from time to time. If I could take out a piece of paper and write down my problems, and you could take out a piece of paper and write down your problems, and we exchange those papers, and I'm thinking I got such a tough, tough life, and you may have a tough life, but I pick up your paper, the one you may have written on, and I'm looking like, wow, I thought I had it bad. And then the other person say, hey, you got it a lot better than I do. You know what I would do? I would say, give me, a paper, give me my paper back. I'll take my problems back. The point that I'm saying is this. I didn't put myself in such a pity party position to where I felt, why me? Why not me? Why shouldn't I go through this? See, you have to know, and I believe this even more, there can never be anything good unless there's some bad along the way. There has to be a challenge. There has to be a struggle. There has to be some setbacks. You cannot think in your mind that that's all you're good for is the good things. How good are you when you're at your weakest point in your life? Where are you when you're at the down low of your life? Then what do you do? I'm strong. I'm the strongest person on earth. Says who? You haven't done anything yet. How do you know true strength when you never tasted your weakness? When you never was down on your luck? When you were at the bottom? I had to ask myself that. And I realized, you got to go through this hell, man. This is it. Because as long as you're living, you got to keep moving. So yeah. It's, it, it's terrible that people don't see it sometimes that way. They always question, why me? Why? Why? Why am I going through this? 
You're supposed to. Everybody's got a significant journey in their life. You ain't got time to be worrying about how you're going to do it. You just got to do it. You just got to keep moving. You got to keep pushing. I didn't look at anything else, but I can't stay here. My drive is I'm not staying here. I'm getting out of this. Day one, day two, day 10, one year, five years, whatever it takes, I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah, I really like that mindset. So coach, your most popular video on Motiversity is called When It Hurts. And it's truly incredible reading through the thousands and thousands of comments. That video has over 10 million views now. People mention that speech uh, has turned their life around. It helps them with their self-image. It helps them overcome grief. You know, there's even comments about how it's saved their life. Um, hundreds of those comments, which is incredible. Uh, why do you think that speech resonates with so many people? I feel that that speech resonate with so many people because they can relate to it. They can relate to it. I mean, we all have some type of background to what other people have been going through throughout their lives. We all do. I mean, just think about it. How many times you have someone cut you off on the road and you got angry about it? How many times have you woke up and like, man, I'm hungry. I need to eat something. I mean, we all go through some kind of same scenario or circumstances throughout our lives. Nothing is new, mm. right? You get sick, I may get sick. We're all gonna go through something. Now, how do we deal with it? So when it hurts, it really hurts. Mm. But how do you deal with that pain? How do you embrace that pain? Mm. How do you get through it? What exactly can I do to fight through this life? So I believe when it hurts, we all hurt from time to time. But when you're in pain, it lets you know that you're alive and you definitely got a job to do. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. And I know one of the lines that really sticks out to me is when you repeat, don't you give up on that life and live, breathe, life, those kinds of words. Why do you think that, uh, those lines resonate with so many people? Live, breathe, life, you. Mm. Wow, man. When I was speaking about that, man, it was just there. You know, it was in my heart to say it, live, breathe, life, you. I mean, just for me, I don't know how I resonate with other people, but when I said that, I felt that, and it needed to be said, I was driven to say it that way. Live, breathe, life, you. Because it's all about you at the final chapter of the book. It was really a speech about life, right? Life, life motivation. I mean, it's, it's super powerful. And if you haven't heard that one, definitely go listen to it uh, to our listeners. Coach, what advice would you give maybe your 18-year-old self? Wow, slow down. <laughs> Don't grow up <laughs> too fast. My 18-year-old self, I wouldn't say he was reckless. Yeah. I wouldn't say he was the most responsible person, but I would tell him, slow down, mm. be patient, and let it happen when it needs to happen. Yeah. Everything has a season. Okay. Society is a little different these days, but people like want, they want the now. Yeah. It's like working out. I yeah. want to look like this now. I want this right now. Yeah, no, yeah. be patient. 
And would your 18-year-old self listen? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hard one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. I can honestly tell you, because there's that stubborn side, I got this, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the other guy. Yeah, who needs You know, advice. hey, you know, I need to take heed to that. Yeah, okay. If you think about someone who wants to be in shape but is struggling to get started and keep consistent with it, what's your advice to them? Well, the, the, here's the thing. The advice that I have for people that want to start their fitness journey, we have to keep in mind when we're younger, we seem to think that we're going to live forever. We think that nothing can stop us. I'm healthy. I like what I like. I do what I do. I eat what I want, whatever. And then you start to get a little older and things change. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens or when a doctor diagnoses them or anything. My doctor said, I need to do this. Do not wait for your doctor or anyone to advise you to take care of yourself. Please understand that, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm saying, anybody, hmm. right? Don't wait for the doctor to say, you need to do this or else. Don't depend on medication because you need it or because something's wrong with you that you probably could have helped yourself before you got to that point. Not saying that medication is not good for people because some people do need it and there are certain un unexplained sicknesses and illnesses out there that people can't control. But make no mistake, there are a lot of people out there that don't have to be in the position that they're in. They just choose to do that. Hmm. One of my main things I tell people all the time, stop complaining about issues that you can fix. You have power over your issues. Some issues you may not ever be able to come back from or fix, but don't you dare say, Oh, now I need to do it because the doctor told me, oh, I need to, do, I, I need, I'm starting, stop starting over and start starting up. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I said it before and I'll say it again. When your mind is in the right place, your body will follow. If your mind breaks down, then the body will believe it. Tell your body to shut up and tell your mind to take over. Pure and simple. Yeah, I like what you said earlier there. Uh, don't wait for your doctor to tell you you need to get healthy. You know, you need to make that decision for yourself. Um, don't wait to get overweight to lose weight. Great, that's great advice. I think that people love excuses from time to time. There are a lot of people in the world that love excuses. They think excuses love them. That's my friend, I love excuses. Oh, excuses, love me, I love you. You're so awesome, you make me happy, you make me feel good. No, excuses don't love you. Why are you depending on them? Don't you realize excuses will kill you? It will destroy your well-being? And the more excuses you make, the less effort you're gonna give. So stop depending on them. Listen, the truth is this, I don't want to be sick. If I can avoid being sick, I'm gonna do that. There are a lot of rich people that are sick right now. I'm enjoying my life. How are you enjoying your life and you're sick? Hmm. Can't do nothing with your riches. We put more effort in our vehicles, our homes, vacations. Oh, I'm enjoying life. How are you enjoying life if something's wrong with you when you can do something about it? It's not about making people feel bad. Hmm. It's about making people feel alive and being responsible and accountable and disciplined. Mm. That's what it's about. Fitness is your duty. Because a lot of people out here are just wasting time and they're not valuing time. Mm. Health and time are the two most precious 
assets we possess today. Hmm. All we got to do is stay on top of it. Yeah, I like how you relate fitness so closely with health and, you know, not just looks. Yeah, aesthetics. I mean, come on, let's look. Aesthetics, don't get me wrong. We live in a society today, people want to look a certain way, and I think it's awesome. You should want to look great. Ladies, guys, hey, it's all good. I get it. But those internal organs, they sitting up and say, hey, you can look great on the outside, but if that heart ain't ticking right and them lungs not working right and that liver ain't acting right, things that are not doing what they need to do, your kidneys, all of these things that makes your body function, it, don't want, it doesn't matter. Hmm. It's not so much on the outside that matters, it's what's on the inside. How many cars have you seen that look really nice, start it up, it runs like junk. Just because it looked good on the outside don't mean it's good on the inside, people. You got to do the right thing. It's okay to look at the outside. I get it. Yeah. Get it. Get all of it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you're going to get older. Body's going to change. You have to accept it. And stop looking at your age as a curse. As you get older, as one get older, it's a beautiful thing. The thing you have to also keep in mind, in time, each day you live, your shorter days are coming. Your longer days are behind you. Hmm. Live your life the best way you can. Don't sit back and think your age is a curse or because you look a certain way and you feel you're not accepted by other people and other people looking down on you. I encourage people all the time. I tell ladies as well as guys, stop looking at the image in the mirror. Stop judging yourself based on the number on the scale. What are you doing to better yourself. Take the necessary steps each and every day of your life and just be a better human being. Yeah, preach. Uh, you know, it's 1% it's better every day. And I like that comparison to a, a car as well. So coach, what fitness routine should most people be doing? Let me tell you, uh, practical fitness is the best way to go. There's a lot of technology out there. Treadmills, elliptical, heart monitors, checking my heart rate, how many calories I'm burning, I'm burning X amount of calories, I need more calories, calories. How many calories did you put in? You know how many people out there, they're depending more on how many calories they burned in the ass. How many meals did you eat? Once. You're not burning anything. How you gonna burn something if you ain't got nothing to burn? That's the main thing. We have to still eat. We need food to supply our bodies so that our bodies can do what it needs to do to work, su survive, or whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, I feel that we feel, and I'm in a gym and, you know, got my own business and fitness industry, we feel that we need a certain type of equipment to work out. <laughs> push the world. <laughs> Get on the ground and do some push-ups. Push Go for a run. Do some jumping jacks. Do something that's going to get your heart rate up a little bit. Do it two or three times a week. Start there. You got all the gym equipment you need. You are the gym equipment. You are the gym. Hmm. Not some fancy gym. And I'm not condemning the gyms out there because that's what it is. But everything now seems to be superficial at times. And we don't need to think that way about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are beautiful, amazing people of all walks of life. All we got to do is just tap into our inner self and attack. <laughs> yeah. Pure and simple. Love it. Next question, coach. Uh, do you have any regrets? 
I have no regrets. I believe that there was a time, most recent time, my biggest regret was not being able to be with my father when he passed and when he was buried. Yeah. During COVID, things were like on lockdown pretty much. So you couldn't even, a certain amount of people can only go to a funeral setting or whatever at the time. I literally had to watch my father being, you know, carried to his grave, his final resting place on Zoom. Oh my gosh. And that hurt really bad, man. That tore me up. And I think right now it's probably the most precious wound that I received. And I was working at the time when my father passed. I was actually in the middle of a training session with a client. And again, got the call from my younger sister calling me, hey, dad's in the hospital. And next thing you know, I get a call, not even two hours after that, he's gone. That tore me up, man, because I couldn't go back home at the time, obviously, because of all the things that were going on. And uh, I just never got a chance to say goodbye to him. Yeah. Um, but I will say there were some amazing father-son moments in my life with him. Mm. He taught me some amazing things. He taught me how to be a man. He taught me how to be responsible and accountable. Very, very stern guy. Was no joke. Yeah. And, and that's why I said I come from a very strong family background. And, um, but there was so many lessons that he taught me. And I mm. think that one of the amazing things that I always take these words with me forever and ever if I can, is he always said, respect, love, and discipline. Respect yourself, respect others. Love yourself, love others. Discipline yourself or you will be disciplined. So no matter what happens, things are gonna come at you and you're gonna have to deal with it. You either let it destroy you or you let it teach you. And that is what built me up. That is what will build anybody up. But you gotta have the right mindset. And being a younger person, it takes time to develop that skill set. And when you're a little bit older, you start to not say you accept it, but you understand it more. Because you've been through the fire and you might go through a little bit more fire, but you've been through that part of your life. Now all you gotta do is live out the rest of your life the best way you know how. And my dad would always say, Son, just keep living. Hmm. <laughs> That's what he would say. Just keep living. Thanks for sharing that, Coach. Uh, was your dad a great speaker like you? I, I can say this. There's nothing wrong with having stern people to make you better. Hmm. It doesn't always have to come into a, a physical thing. It's just that when you watch them and you see them, your parents and your grandparents and people that are you know, a little bit more mature to you in your life. You have to ask yourself, like, someday I'm going to be that age. Someday I'm going to be 40 and 50 and 60. And if I live long enough, I'm probably going to have to be telling these same stories to someone that's 20 or 30 or 40 years younger than me. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, he was incredible. He was incredible. Um, I, I mean, that's, this man was a family man. Uh, I've seen my dad cry twice. Hmm. Losing my mom, his wife. And when he was laid off work, and I never forget the day when we, I probably was a little over maybe 10, 11 years old, and I saw my dad fall to his knees and hug my mom around her legs, and she rubbed his head and said, we're going to get through this. And 
my dad cried and he just was whimpering and, and I don't know, most men would understand that when a man cries and he's whimpering, he's hurting, right. you know, cause I've been there. And there's no shame in crying, gentlemen, men. <laughs> it's okay to cry. We can still be a man, but you're also human. And it does show a little bit of your vulnerability. And I saw that in him. But he also taught me at the end of the day, you just gotta keep living. The importance of being vulnerable is still something that's not talked about enough. So I like how you bring that up. Your parents sound like they were incredible people. And, you know, I really like that answer. Um, when you think about the word success, who is the first person that comes to mind and why? Wow. I could think of it from a family member perspective to a celebrity perspective. The most successful person, I honestly have to say, are my parents because they raised me and my brother and my sister the best way they could, and they both gone. They did their job. So I put all that on them. I thank them for doing the job that they did for us. I'm grateful for that. That's, the, that, they, that's success. I mean, when mom and dad did their duty and they have to take that final rest, hey, I don't have to look at nobody else, no other celebrity. I can admire them from afar. But who made the most impact in your life? That's what I say. Who, who inspired you the most? Mm -hmm. Who impacted your life? When you think of Superman, I think of my father. When you think of Wonder Woman, I think of my mother. That's, that's it. That's the success story. Mm, good answer. We've got a lot of Motiversity listeners, Coach Payne listeners. I'd love to talk more about how we met. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it seems so surreal for me, you know. Um, doing events, uh, speaking at uh, obstacle racing events, kind of cracked that door open. The crazy part is I was doing a class. I was teaching an event. I wasn't afraid to be in front of a camera. I said what I said and I needed to say when I needed to say at that time. Um, and it just kind of it just kind of took off out of nowhere. You know, one person heard it, then five other people heard it. Like, who is this guy? And I'm never going to be the type of guy that boasts about success like that. But word just travels fast. Yeah. Power social media, right? Uh, it was taking off. I mean, I would say back in 2010-ish, right around that time, man, Coach Payne was making a name for himself, but I didn't know it. You know, mm. fitness, I was definitely doing my thing because I can run a boot camp class like, like no one, you know? And again, not saying I'm better. I always would tell people that. I'm just different. And I presented it a little different than most people. And... Everybody has their own niche and how they do it, but I guess I had a presence. I had a, uh, I don't like to say style. I just had a presentation of who I was. And I think that's what it's all about. It's about who you are. That's the key to anything in success. You cannot lie on you. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> I found you on YouTube in 2018 on a video that only had 4,000 views. You know, stumbled upon it. But, you know, I was into mud races and, and still am, uh, but I was uh, really searching for just great motivational speakers that, that weren't uh, discovered uh, yet. Because, you know, there's the classics like Eric Thomas out there, Les Brown out there. Uh, but I knew there's no, not really anyone out there searching for those people that may have incredible uh, voices, incredible stories and, and passion for speaking. And, and so I had to dig deep into, into YouTube. It's hard to find those those videos with only a few thousand views, but you know some of the speeches, like the Emily one, were already starting to reach a lot of people. And and when I did find them, uh, never had I ever found I think a video with so little views that I had listened to so many times. It was a very powerful moment. I think that race that you discovered me had to be. I think this one, 
as a young lady, uh, a young child passed away. Um, 2000, I can't remember the year, but I would say that she was about 12. Uh, I was doing an event at Battle Frog, and this was obviously operated uh, and uh, ran by Navy SEALs or former Navy SEALs. And that's how I got acquainted working with those guys, believe it or not. And uh, it was a request that I do a speech for this young lady who was uh, suffering from terminal cancer at the time. And uh, I had no scripts or anything like that. They just asked, can I say something about this young girl? And it was in Atlanta, I believe, when I did this speech. And uh, I spoke from my heart. I did. And I think a few days later, the young lady passed away after that speech. But I know it resonated in a lot of people's hearts and in their minds. And to this day, people still talk about that speech to this day. And um, didn't know this child, knew nothing about her. Uh, her parents were very thankful to me. Uh, her father was very thankful to me. Um, and I still communicate with him occasionally from time to time when he's able to speak on social media. Um, but he was very grateful for that. And when people heard the speech, there were racers running and they literally stopped what they were doing during the course of the race because my voice was projecting all across the course. And uh, man, it was, it was crazy. It was so surreal, but I was very grateful that I had an opportunity to speak about this young girl who I never met, but it could have been my child. And I think that's kind of what I put out there in the universe to everybody. Like, this could be your child. This could be my child. And here, you know, a parent, you know, have to put his, his child to rest. But she was a strong fighter. I knew that uh, based off the information that was given to me. And I saw pictures of her and she just seemed like a very, you know, powerful young lady. And I'm just so grateful that I had an opportunity for her name to come from my lips and uh, put some good information out there for people to know that, hey, man, you know, be grateful for life. Be grateful for your children. Hug your loved ones. You know, tomorrow's not promised. Um, we all got to fight one way or another. And uh, that is, that's what really, that's what took off. <laughs> and then all the other races came and then Motiversity came. And the crazy story about it all is that um, Motiversity was pretty small at the time. I think we had about 100,000 subscribers. And I felt, I felt at the time that we were too small to reach out. <laughs> so I waited like uh, probably like one year, uh, maybe like a year and a half until I actually reached out uh, to you to work together and I just felt like I needed to build the channel up further. We were growing really, really fast uh, but I wanted to make sure that our like offer to you was was big enough that we'd get a response and so yeah built the channel up for for about a year, year and a half and then finally reached out and you know looking back I think I should have reached out probably right away. I don't think there was any reason to to wait necessarily but you know the, the longer we I waited the, the bigger our team was the more we could work with more speakers like yourself we were already working with a, you know, one or two speakers at the time, so we only could work with so many partners. But um, yeah, you know, it all worked out. All right, let's move on to some rapid fire questions here. Coach, what is your morning routine like, or do you have one? I don't believe in routines. Routines do not work for me. I believe in not so much spontaneous, but just the discipline aspect of it. You know what a job is. You know what the job needs to be put in, in, in perspective of it, meaning that you know your job, you just got to go do what needs to be done at the time. Um, I don't believe in routines because what happens when the routine gets broken? Hmm. It's like going down that road. I go down this road every day when I leave work. Uh-oh, there's a detour. 
But I don't know the rest of the world. I don't know the rest of the roads because I've been too busy taking that route all the time. I'm comfortable. I'm used to that. Mm. But now I, they cut the road off. What am I going to do? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. You keep a routine for what? What's, what's a routine? Yeah, yeah. A routine is repetitive, hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. That's my opinion, though, right? Yeah. I don't believe in routines. Yeah, I believe in just doing it. Mm. Discipline, right? Absolutely. Because today I may want to do this, tomorrow I may do that, but guess what? The work is still going to get done. What's the book or movie you recommend most? Wow. The Bible. <laughs> I think the Bible, and I know everybody has their own beliefs, but for me, and I'm always going back to me, uh, you have to have faith in something, you know, and I think that's just a blueprint for all of us. Um, and again, people believe what they want. I don't challenge people when it comes to their beliefs, but for me, um, that's the place to go, you know. Even if you don't read it, you can listen to an audio. Um, but that would probably be ideal where I would go with that. Um, that's yeah. That's pretty much what I have to say about that. What is the most common misconception about you when people first see you? Intimidation. Mm. <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> I've had a lot of people say, my name alone. I'm like, don't worry about the name. It's the man <laughs> behind the name. Don't fear the name. Um, there has been times, yeah, people are more afraid of me because of my approach, because of the, uh, the militant demeanor I make. Uh, come off as, but I'm, I'm, I'm very compassionate and passionate about people. I love people. I don't care much about ignorance though. I'm not that kind of guy. I can't stand people when they do things that shouldn't be done and I'm not here to judge, but at the same time, maybe I am because I'm not perfect, but I stay away from things like that. Um, but ultimately I want what's best for everybody. I want us all to be able to find a foundation as a, in a society. Um, there are people that came before me that want to make a difference and they're longer here. No matter how much I want these things to happen, it will never really happen unless we all come together as one. Um, that's just the way the world is. It's not the world fault. It's the people that's in it, right? Mm -hmm. Because the world is a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. um, it's what we do with it. Um, but ultimately, yes, people look at me that way until they get to know me and meet me and talk to me because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more of a person that likes to be truthful. And I'm very transparent, you know, I don't sugarcoat it to make you feel all warm and fuzzy and rock you to sleep and oh, poor baby. No, I'm gonna tell you like it is. And that's just Coach Payne, that's mm -hmm. it. So most of the times I always tell people, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again, people are not afraid of me, they're afraid of themselves. You came to me, remember, I didn't sin for you, you sinned for me. Yeah. That's what I tell my clients today. I tell anybody that, hey, I don't know you. Mm. You know more about me than I know about you. You sent for me. I didn't send for you. So yeah. if you come into my domain, if you're in my environment, I'm going to give you 110% hmm. of everything I got within me to make you better. If you want that, then, hey, welcome to the party. If you don't, stage left. That's great. You'll have to do some workout programs for the people listening. <laughs> if you're in Phoenix, I guess you can, you can yeah. go to the, the Coach Payne Gym. That's Coach right. Payne Academy, is that what it's called? Yeah, Coach yeah. Payne Academy. Coach Payne Academy. That's right. You know, one thing I really like about that answer and about you overall is you really know yourself as a person. That's right. Why lie? Why lie? See, that's the thing. You know, it, I wish, no, I, I believe if we get to a common ground of knowing who we are and identify ourselves, we can be in a better situation in society. But every, not everybody, but some people want to fake it to make it, right? Mm -hmm. Look at society today. Look at social media today. Look at what's being shared on social media. Look at the images that we're seeing. 
It's always something. Negativity draws in more people. Positive runs people away. So you rather look at negative things and commented on it, and, and you see it, but people thrive off of drama. Say something positive, I don't want to hear that. Say something negative, yeah, you're right. And then everybody's got an opinion. Now you got a big argument about nothing you or me know anything about. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can't have an opinion. Why not? Opinions are free. Yeah. Just because I said don't mean you have to agree with it. Yeah. But whatever you believe in don't mean I have to. Mm -hmm. I can agree to disagree, and so can you. So, no, I'm true to who I am. I don't have the reason. Because at the, at the end of the day, I don't sleep with you. And you can't make everyone happy. That's right. You <laughs> so, can't. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to go to bed and you got to have a pure heart when you go to bed. Yeah. And when you wake up, start a new day and move on. Okay, last question on the rapid fire side. Do you have a quote that you live your life by? There's so many quotes out there. Uh, but I would honestly say Bruce Lee, by far, he's just an amazing philosopher in my opinion, and obviously was a great martial artist. Um, in my opinion, one of his most famous quotes I like is, be water, be shapeless and formless like water. If you pour water into a cup, become the cup. If you come pour water into a tea kettle, become the tea kettle. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. And I think that's a very powerful way of looking at life itself. Be elusive, be shapeless, be formless. Stay ready, don't get ready kind of mentality, but always be able to adapt to any situation. That's what I take from that. And everybody has their own idea, what they think, but that's how I look at everything. Not just fitness, but life. Hey, here's the situation. Be shapeless and formless. Like water. Uh-oh, there's a water. Be shapeless <laughs> and formless like water. You got to be able to adapt to any circumstances and situations. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win every battle either. But <laughs> they end for one heck of a fight. Hmm. If you face me, whatever that situation may be, game on. Because I ain't going down easy. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Uh, all right. That's it for Rapid Fire. Coach, thanks so much for joining us today. You've shared a lot of valuable lessons, and I do think this will truly help a lot of people. And so thanks for being such an inspiration to so many people. What's next for you? What's next for me? <laughs> Life. Living it day by day. I can't predict tomorrow. I just hope that tomorrow I'm in it. <laughs> I like it. That's all I can say. Uh, I want to be... The best husband, the best father, the best speaker of myself, because I don't believe in being number one in anything. Mm. I think that's overrated, in my opinion. There's no number one in anything. Mm. Uh, I think we all have an opinion about how we look at things. I'm just a part of the equation. I'm humble, I'm modest, I'm driven, I'm hungry, and uh, I'm faithful. And I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to spend time with you guys and, and with the people that have impacted my life and what I've given people throughout life. Uh, I'm thankful for my hardships. I'm thankful for my, my victories. But most importantly, I'm, thinking of, I'm thankful for life. So what's next for me? Living. 
like it. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Where can people find you? Ah, uh, man. Uh, Coach Payne on my YouTube channel. Thank you all for subscribing, by the way. Finally hit the 100 plus thousand. <laughs> Feeling good about that milestone. Uh, Coach Payne on YouTube. Um, on Instagram, Coach underscore Payne. On Facebook, Coach Payne, P-A-I-N. Um, and the name of my company is called Coach Payne Academy. Um, also featured on there as well as far as our business. And uh, one year in as far as in a new location. And uh, it's just been a, an, an amazing, unique challenge. But I'm grateful for the challenges and uh, things that are obviously uh, heading in the right direction. And I'm, I'm just so thankful for that. I yeah. am. I'm really I love happy. that outlook. What message do you want to leave people with today? Ladies and gentlemen, every one of us has a different, unique path that we all must travel. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You have to go through it. When a challenge comes your way, embrace it. Stand on it. Fight through it. Embrace it in a good way. You get knocked down, rise up. It may not be as bad as you think. It's tough, no doubt. But you can't quit on you. At the end of the day, you have to make the decision of where you want to go in your life. Life is going to do its duty. You got to do your duty. Stop with the pity party. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. And remember, no one is going to save you but you. Save yourself. You can be better, then do better. That's my advice. Because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring for you or me. But when tomorrow comes and we're part of it, game on! <laughs> and uh, conduct your business to end it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> I'm going to close it out with this. Be productive. Be strong. Keep looking up. Keep the faith. And from the bottom of my heart, conduct your business. Love it. Thanks, Coach. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.